The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network. No question the Beatles are more influential and have the greater impact, although I by far prefer the music of Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses have only had six top ten hits. The Beatles had 35. It's not even close. We're not saying who's better between Guns N' Roses well, and the Beatles. Of, that was an offshoot of the conversation. The Big Show, Gordon and Jake, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're saying our Guns N' Roses rated amongst the greats, which was my opinion. And then you went down the Beatles road for some dumb reason. Well, I, that's because that's when I think of great, that's what I think of. I don't think necessarily of Guns N' Roses. And I don't even mean to run Guns N' Roses down because I think I, I really like some of their music. I do. Uh but somehow it got crystallized into this. Okay, uh, so this who thing. outside of the Beatles would you put amongst the greats then? The Rolling Stones. Okay. Uh, Bob Dylan. Okay. Who else? Uh, the Who. So you're really concentrated in one era here. You're really focused on on one specific era. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so nobody that made music after 1975 no, can be included true. in this conversation. That's not true. I, I I just need to think about it because I I don't put the label great on just any band. Well, he he's tweeted at us. Do you want to hear Johnny's opinion on this? Because yeah. we we do know exactly one professional musician. And uh, he is on the line with us now, the great Johnny Lightfoot. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Hey, good. Uh, and we certainly uh, respect your opinion on music here. So uh, interested to hear how much you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of agree with both of you. Okay. There is no greater band than the Beatles. And you can't really put Guns N' Roses in the same category as the Beatles. I mean... The Beatles is probably the greatest band of all time. Now, that being said, Guns N' Roses is up there with some of the greats. Definitely their first album, the Appetite for Destruction album, was a pure masterpiece. Everything after that was a little, eh, you know, but I would, I would have to say that they are a good band, will definitely go down in history, obviously in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but not a super great band. So you do kind of agree with both of us. That's I totally agree with both. Yeah. They're a great band, but they're not the greatest band. And are, are they better than the Beatles? No way. Well, no. That, I'm not, that is not my argument. But uh, I, can go, I can get on yeah, board with, with what Johnny's yeah, saying. I, I just put Guns N' Roses amongst the greats, implying right. there are, are multiple well, bands out there. Appetite for Destruction was great, but then it sort of trickled off from there. Uh, I still like uh, Use Your Illusion at least one. Johnny? Well, the, year, the user illusions were good, but if you listen to what the band was when they came out with Appetite for Destruction, and they, they were still full of blank and vinegar, if you know what I mean. And uh, they, they were just angry and upset and ready to take over the world. And then they kind of came out with, you remember the spaghetti incident? Yeah, that was rough. Uh, they had another one. They had the song Patience on it. 
they had a couple albums that just kind of tanked, so to speak. But Use Your Illusion was okay. They had, you know, November Rain, which is still currently played on the radio on the station I work for, and will always be played. And there's another song, You Could Be Mine, which was in the Terminator 2 movie. They had Don't Cry and Civil War. But that's about it off of, what was it, 24 songs off of two albums? So they had four or five. It's not a great, it's not, they're not great. And then, of course, anything after Use Your Illusion, did, did it really exist? Uh, we have a lot of people weighing in on Twitter, Johnny, and a lot of people are saying that uh, they, they downgrade Guns N' Roses because Axel is such a, um, not a nice person. Uh, you ever met yes. Axel? Can you confirm that? I, I have never met Axel. However, when I was on tour with Air Supply, our old tour manager ended up, I'm sorry, our old bodyguard ended up being the bodyguard for Guns N' Roses during the Appetite days and we heard a lot of stories yeah i'll bet you and a lot of stories of the concert starts at 7 p.m and axel didn't go on stage until 11 because he just felt like it and made everyone wait uh, yeah that's rough yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's probably not not cool well johnny we appreciate and for him to go on on time was very very rare yeah. and to me that that doesn't sound i mean as a paying customer, do you want to sit there an extra three hours no. and wait for your act to come out? And I'm not talking about opening bands starting at a, at seven. I'm talking about Guns N' Roses starting at seven and not going on till ten or eleven. Yeah, yeah. Well, we certainly respect your opinion. You know a lot more about it than we do. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Always good to hear from you. All right, boys. Thanks, brothers. There All you right. go. The great Johnny Lightfoot. Uh, our good friend KC. He. Uh, tweets in and says anyone still alive on gordon's all-time great list now you be careful how you respond to casey because i, know, you, I owe him an apology you certainly owe him an apology <laughs> okay so he do you want to explain why or do you just want to apologize uh you go ahead and explain the circumstance and then i'll apologize uh so casey tweeted in um and he agreed with me and, he said Guns N' Roses is much better than the Beatles. Right. And then your response on air was... What's the matter with him? Does he have tinnitus? Casey tweets back and he says, yes, I do have tinnitus. I'm in the military, although it's still never been an excuse for deciphering good music. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> Thank you for your service, so, Casey. So I... <laughs> A true hero <laughs> who, who you... Uh... So I'm sorry, Casey. I owe you an apology. Thank you for guarding our freedoms. You really stepped in at that time, man. What the hell just yeah, happened? You did step in at that time did, a little bit. Not. And thank you for listening, Casey. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, and actually, yeah. everybody who's who's responded, we've gotten tons of responses on this, the majority of which consider Guns N' Roses amongst the greats. Discussion over. That's not true. You are getting hammered by people as far as your comparison between the Beatles and Guns N' Roses go. So you only uh, classify basically five or six greats in the entire pantheon of music, and uh, they all happen to play and hit their peak from 1962 through 1975. Uh, not Which really. just happens to coincide with the time when Gordon grew up. <laughs> what a surprise. These are, these are some of the greats, all right? The Beatles... Uh, the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, uh, U2, uh, that's that's more recent. 
Let's see. Uh, Pearl Jam? Yes or no? Uh, they've been doing it for a long time. I, I might consider Pearl Jam amongst the greats, yeah. Queen? Um, I probably put Queen down a notch. Would you? Still, still a fine band, but I don't know about one of the greats. Uh, Nirvana? Uh, yeah. I mean, yes. Their their run was a little short for uh, obvious reasons, but yeah. I really like uh, getting back to Pearl Jam. I really like Eddie Vedder's voice. He has one of the all time great rock voices. I'd say. All right, Mario tweets in with with my favorite tweet we've received so far. He Uh says, every old guy, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard ever, and the Beatles are the best band ever, as long as their concert doesn't go past 9 p.m. That is so untrue. That, was that guy, 12? (laughs) Right on the money is what uh, what Mario is there. Not true. All right, we need to- And I know you don't believe that either because you've got an old soul yourself. I do have an old soul myself, but, you know, it seems like everybody right around your age has those same two opinions. I think he's right about that. It's not just- Not willing to consider anything past that. It's it's not just- my my age group it's uh it's others as well certainly those who are older than me. <laughs> <laughs> all right stay tuned we need to get this thing we need to get this back on track we all need right. to get the we've we've explored this argument quite thoroughly and i think it's time we we probably put it to bed i don't even know what we're arguing about the yard birds uh coming up next we'll get back into basketball what do you want jay-z the, who do the you want? NBA, the rumor mill, of course, is hot and heavy. We'll tell you the latest you coming Tupac? up. What, what do you want? Stay tuned. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network. Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks for making us part of your day. This is a great song. It is a great song. And I'm, I'm the biggest Bob Dylan fan you know. And I think that uh, this is a better version than even his. Which was made for a movie, by the way. Yeah, it was made for a movie called uh, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Starring Chris Christopherson, of all people, as Billy the Kid. Why do you do that, by the way? Why, when you hear the bumper music, do you just fire a granola bar? Because I into the because I fired it before the music started. You did not. I just was hurrying after that. <laughs> All right, let's talk some uh, NBA basketball, Gordon. There's some interesting uh, rumors that are out there about uh, NBA free agency as a whole, and of course. Um, one of the or two of the big names, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, at the top of a lot of lists, and I don't know if you've uh, seen the 
seemingly dozens of interviews that Andre Iguodala is doing to promote his new book. But there's some he's saying some interesting things. He was on uh, he was on cable news of all places last night, and he said that he believes that Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson will both resign in Golden State, and then kind of. I don't know if it was jokingly, but threw it in there that the Knicks are going to get no one. Yeah, he's been saying some some uh, notable things. Whether there's a whole lot of credibility behind them or not, I don't know. And, uh, boy, if the Knicks strike out, how is New York going to handle that? Well, especially if the Nets do not. And that's the latest rumor with Kevin Durant, despite what Andre Iguodala uh, has said, is that the Nets have emerged as one of the favorites to get him. In fact, the odds now of where Kevin Durant lands in Vegas, uh, the Nets have the the highest odds. So, What's the draw to the Nets? I mean, obviously they're in the Big Apple area, and uh, and they're apparently are the better run than the Knicks. Yeah, they have a better team currently than the Knicks do. They're kind of a. I, I put them in the same category as the Clippers, where they've got a bunch of really, really good role players that uh, certainly you know have overachieved over the past at least one, if not a couple of seasons. You know, I, I love all the rumors flying around because nobody knows nothing, and everyone's chucking this stuff around, and that really makes it almost more fun. Well, you think Andre Iguodala would know something? Well, people are talking about D'Angelo Russell returning to the Lakers. Yeah, and that that's uh, an option for him. Now, the team is totally and completely different than what it was when he was true, there. True. And the people that he had issues with are no longer on the team. But you would think that maybe some sour grapes on his part would prevent that. However, the Celtics apparently have emerged as the... Uh, as a possible uh, interest in him. And uh, today we find out that the Celtics are really interested in Kemba Walker. Well, Kemba Walker would be uh, a step in the right direction for that club, that's for sure. Uh, Not even so much from a standpoint of his ability on the court, although that is substantial. Just he's a solid dude. And after Kyrie Irving, I mean, I, I, I just don't know... I haven't talked with him about what happened in Boston, but it, it just seemed like he made all the wrong moves and said all the wrong things, and it just didn't work. Well, obviously he's not the greatest locker room guy, and we knew that a little bit with his behavior in, in Cleveland um, and then obviously forcing his way out. But he he was in a bad situation because he's a ball-dominant guy, He's a ball-dominant, alpha-dog-type dude. And when he got hurt and those other teammates proved uh, that they didn't, I don't want to say didn't need him, but in a way didn't need him to go to the East. They did pretty well without him. Without him. Now uh, he comes back onto the roster and says, okay, well, I'm still Uncle Drew here. And I've got to call my buddy uh, LeBron to know how to handle you, you, you dummies. I just that's just the wrong thing to say to professional athletes who are who are pretty darn good at what they do and have proven that. Yes. And then combine that with the complication of of bringing Gordon Hayward back. I'm I'm sure there was a big time split in that locker room. You're not going to get that with Kimba Walker. And and 
you know, you have to, uh, he didn't show much gratitude. You know what I mean? When you, when you say things like that and like these guys have to learn how to win and, right. you know, called and apologized to, to LeBron, you're not, you're not showing any sort of uh, contrition on your part, you know, Indeed. like the year before didn't even exist. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, it's like the old saying goes when you better be careful when you point your finger at someone because you're pointing three fingers back at yourself. Yeah, I, I see. Uh-huh. You, you didn't need to demonstrate that. But Boston should have been great last year. You look at that roster on paper, and if they could figure out a way to make it work, they should have been really, but, really but this good. this is what's fascinating about that is that it proves that talent in and of itself isn't enough. Right. And I love that because I like there to be some wiggle room. I don't want it to be a slam dunk. Okay, you got player A, player B, player C, boom. I like the fact that it takes more than that. And But, I mean, we've been talking about this for years, that the team that usually wins the championship has an absolute stellar, great, uh, legendary-type player on the roster. And that's true. I mean, in most cases, that's absolutely true. But I like the other stuff, too. I like the stuff that coaches talk about. I want it to be true. I want it to be important. I want it to be significant to a team's success. Well, it's the reason that Steph Curry doesn't get nearly the credit that he deserves for what happened in Golden State because they added Kevin Durant. And and think back, Gordon, when they added Kevin Durant. Think of how we perceived Steph. Two-time MVP, right? Battling LeBron for the best player in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, human highlight reel in a completely different way than Dominique Wilkins, but just one of those those can't uh, turn your eyes away type of player. And then Kevin Durant comes, and and Steph's role changes. And I don't want to say he took a backseat to Kevin Durant, but he certainly made way for Kevin Durant. That's well said. And did so without complaining or without it being a big public, you know, snafu. And all of a sudden, they're all pulling in the right direction. They find a role for Kevin Durant, and it's a big one. And it takes a bite out of what Steph Curry's doing. Right. But they're undisputedly the best team in the NBA, and they're rolling the titles. And that's what mattered. And in some people's minds, I think it really did that Steph not only took a little bit of a step back, but they didn't view him in the same light anymore, as though he w- somehow his ability had been diminished. And right. that certainly wasn't true. But he didn't care about any of that, right? Because their team, their team was winning. Now, Kyrie Irving could have done something similar. Like maybe he wasn't the the focal point of uh, entirely of Boston's in, uh, being, you know. He he needed to acquiesce a little bit to Tatum and to Brown and and figure out a way to get along with Rozier, even though they play a similar position and get the most out of him. And maybe his shot attempts are are cut a little bit. Maybe he's not quite quite so ball dominant. But they're all working together to do the same thing, like Steph Curry did. But Irving took the opposite approach where he said, you make way for me because I'm Kyrie Irving, and you'll be lucky what you get because you're not. So it, it depends. What was the attitude of some of the other players? I, I don't know. You know, maybe the maybe the other players on the Warriors were more accommodating uh, than the players on the Celtics. I, I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, so maybe there was a little bit of fault on both sides of that aisle. 
Well, and and maybe this brings us back to a conversation we started in the three o'clock hour, and uh, you pointed this out about Mike Conley and his comments about uh, you know he wants to come in and, and fit in, and that he's hoping that uh, you know that the team makes room for him, and that uh, he can have a role on the Jazz. A very a very team like thing to say uh, yesterday as opposed to you know I'm so good I'm making the Jazz automatic contenders because I'm me I'm Mike Conley as opposed to well I've got to go and I've got to figure out the best way that I can fit with this team that's why he wins best teammate awards right and it's huge that makes me that much more interested in how this is all going to work out for the Jazz because I know he had some great years with Memphis but under the tutelage of Quinn Snyder and with this particular group of players, it might be a perfect fit, you know? And I'm not saying that Mike Conley is is Steph, but ah, it gets back to those intangibles. It gets back to those things that might be possible with the right attitude. Yeah. And this guy has all the right attitudes from what we've been told, and winning three... Now, it's a total of three NBA Sportsmanship Awards. It tells you something about this guy's character. Well, and one risk with bringing in a third guy, right? Um, Another quote-unquote all-star caliber player, you know what I'm getting at. One risk is that they would come in and take a bite out of Donovan Mitchell. Like, I I would worry about that with somebody like Kemba Walker, for instance, just because he takes a lot of shots. He has the ball a lot. You don't want him taking shots from from Donovan Mitchell, and that's a risk if you're bringing Uh in another guard like that. I think with Mike Conley in that attitude, I think we're not going to see him detract from what Donovan Mitchell does. I think Uh we're going to see him add to it, and when he says stuff like that, it makes it seem like that's his priority coming in. How can he best boost everybody else? Not necessarily, how can I come get mine. I yeah. need I need my 20 shots, so I'm going to get them. For those of you who missed it, he was asked uh, before the awards show last night uh, about people saying that the Jazz are a real contender in the West with his addition, and his attitude was uh, rather humble. And he said, well, I, I look at it the exact opposite. It's my responsibility to fit in with the uh, paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said that he had to find a way to best fit in with the players who are here with the Jazz. And what a breath of fresh air. And I I think it's real. If it were some sort of just concocted statement that's disingenuous, I think people would get sick of it. But in the case of this guy, uh, I remember when Derek Fisher was here, he used to say some really profound things. Remember him in the locker room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he always walked away a little bit like, was that was that real? Did you think that sometimes, too? With Derek Fisher? Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't. With Mike Conley, it seems like it is. And that's good news for the Jazz. It's good news for Donovan Mitchell, and Donovan knows it. So if you bring in Mike Conley, what do you do? Now you've, you're have you going to help Rudy Gobert be more effective in the pick and roll, and uh, you're going to help uh, Derek Favors be more effective in that role. You're going to help with his ability to hit shots – and, and especially mid-range, but also three-pointers. You're going to open things up for Joe Ingles. You're going to do nothing but add to as opposed to take away from. Right. Mm-hmm. Be- why? Because he doesn't want to be intrusive. He doesn't want to come in and wipe everybody out of the way, at least based on what we know of him. 
I'll be shocked if he came in and was disruptive in any way. You're going to let him shoot because he can shoot. Averaged 20 points last year, and he's probably going to get more than that for the Jazz. Do you think Donovan's point average, which is almost 24, you think that goes up or down next year? I think it'll at least stay where it is. I would it guess it goes up. up. Yep. Yeah. I would guess so, it goes so up. So it's weird because you think, okay, well, how are you going to fit in the 20 points, 20-some points for Mike Conley? Well, one thing, the Jazz offense needs extra points that it wasn't getting last year. Right. And so he's going to help you make up that deficit with his 20. I mean, what did Rubio get, 12? Uh, let me yeah, double check. Like 12.7 or something like that. And so he's going to get that plus eight at least. And there's room for that on this yes. team. There's, yes. room, there's, there's a room need for, for it, yeah. not just room for it. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great point. There's there's absolutely a need for it. There's me- no doubt about it. And meanwhile, he's setting up his teammates. 12.7, uh, right on the money. Yeah, he, Look at you. He's, like a steel trap over uh, there. Yeah, so he's going to set up other people and help them score. And so what's that going to mean? See, Quinn's going to love that stuff. Man, I, I really think Quinn is going to look at Mike Conley and he's going to say, okay, this is a cliche, but it's true. You're going to be an extension of me on the floor. You're going to keep this group together. You're going to help these guys not just feel good about playing well together, but actually playing well together. Those two things are really connected, and Mike Conley's going to make that happen. I'll be shocked if it doesn't. And I don't think it's going to take much time for it to happen. Yeah. It's not one of those deals where, oh, no, you got a new quarterback now. He's got to get used to everybody. Yeah, he's going to look at a vet like that. He's going to look at, he's going to look at Derek Favors and say, where do you want the ball? He's going to look at Rudy and say, where do you like to receive the ball? Boom. And it's going to be there. Meanwhile, everyone's going to love him because he's going to hit clutch shots. He's going to help the team win more than it did last year. And he's going to make the offense smoother than it was. How many times last year, and this sounds like a knock on Ricky Rubio, and I don't mean it to be that way at all because Ricky had his own set of skills and he had a terrific attitude too. He just wasn't as good as this guy. Right. And so, how many times last year did we see Ricky Rubio standing outside with the ball in his hand, wide open, and nobody covering him, and nothing he could really do about it? All year. If they leave Mike Conley open like that, he's and, and they won't. They won't. But if they do, he's going to burn people left and right. And when they come out and get him, then he's going to use his athleticism and his ability to move the ball and get it where it needs to go. And if it comes back to him, he's going to take advantage of it. All right, coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Bowler is going to be in the house coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Derek Favors may very well be on the team next year, but the Jazz, I think, are open for all conversations, and they will do their best to try to track down the best team available to them. And I think they want to show Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert that they're willing to take chances because they want this team to compete for a title, and they're going to do everything they can to get there. Well, I like the roster as it's built, and with everything else falling apart around them, I'd be interested to see what they can do with Mike Conley in a seven-game series with anybody in the West right now. I think Derek Favors is a great fit, but I'm not against them improving if yeah. they can. I will say this, if you see Derek Favors move, you're going to see somebody that can stretch and shoot. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. May I have your attention please? You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Check this out. And now your not sports report on 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you to join Scotty and Hans on Thursday from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy. 8941 South, 700 East, Suite 204. Time now for the Not Sports Report. Brought to you each, each and every day by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Tennessee. Okay. In Tennessee, well, before I tell the story, let me ask you, have you ever broken up with a girlfriend? I have broken up with a girlfriend. How did it go? Not well for me. What happened? I don't know. She broke up with me. Okay. Were you angry? I, uh, was I, no, I was more probably sad, heartbroken, right? Okay, all right. Appropriate. I suppose I've, I've been on the other end of a breakup, too, where I did the breaking up, but in, in this and case, How did yeah. that go? Uh, that was necessary. Was it? It was. Did, uh, did uh, she take the news well? Uh, she knew it was over too, yeah. Did she? Uh-huh. Talon, you ever break up with a girl? Uh, I cannot say I have. And I'm hoping I don't have to do that in the relatively near future. Yeah, it's rough. It's no fun. Uh, okay. But, and no one's ever broken up with you? Mm. Kind of depends on the definition. Well, I hope anybody out there who has had the unfortunate uh, experience of a breakup, these kinds of things didn't happen, okay? A woman by the name of, let me get her name right here, uh, Madison Rogers. Apparently, she is was a finalist in the Miss Hooters pageant. And I don't know what that has to do with anything. Then why'd you mention it? Because it's mentioned in the story. It's a news story here. Uh, be mature. Over whatever over whatever they put on that uh, teleprompter, Burgundy will read. A finalist in the Miss Hooters Tennessee pageant. You didn't need to do it again. Has, has been arrested for allegedly vandalizing her boyfriend's apartment just hours after he pulled the plug on their relationship. Oh, jeez. All yeah. right. So... She was booked into a Nashville jail and uh, facing charges. How'd she vandalize it? Of, I'm getting to that. Okay. Aggravated burglary and vandalism. Apparently, she went over to uh, his house and they were, she got very angry with him, allegedly. And uh, he uh, restrained her from hitting him, okay. according to him, okay. and then called 911. And uh, while they, he was waiting for police to show up, she asked him how he liked his upstairs. And he then she took off running. So he went upstairs and found his house in shambles. She had uh, she'd gone Led Zeppelin on the uh, place. Al- huh? Allegedly. Okay. You know, something like that happened. And uh, but by the time the police arrived, she took off running. And uh, but the place was a mess. So I just thought the nerve of Miss Hooters, you know, I'm doing that. Stop it. 
Stop it right now. Knock it off. I mean, her violence was second level. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's not uh, that's not real good. Going I, I, I under- turning things over and making a mess. Of I can understand the motivation for that, though. What? That's a, that's a hard thing to go through. And then you, there's some anger there, some heartbreak. So you're justifying it. And do you know the reason for the for the breakup? Well, I mean, what whatever it is, it's, it doesn't call for that, does it? Well, I don't know. There's some there's some pretty severe stuff out there. I mean, right? you see that on TV and stuff. People going he, in uh, and taking all all the uh, the ex's stuff and chucking it out on the driveway or whatever. But that don't do it. Don't. don't what do if it. what if he was uh, not faithful and uh, there oh. was a you know circumstances that that uh, would inspire anger like that? Well, there was nothing uh, mentioned about that in the news report, so I I I, I don't know. Well, but exactly. Still, don't yeah, don't judge when you don't yeah, know the whole if story. If there was cheating, then how? Yeah, but that's not illegal, is it? No, no. Well, but but going not. up and taking someone's TV and chucking it out the window—that would be illegal, right? Yeah, but if somebody wronged you in that way, I would guess that you'd be pretty uh, eager to throw her TV around, huh? I know I would be. You would not. You wouldn't do that. Oh, there'd be some anger there. Yeah, but you wouldn't go in and bust the place up. Burn the place down, maybe. No, no, no. We don't even condone that or anything. So here's here's my public service announcement. If you want to break up with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, just do it peacefully. You know? Don't do it in pieces. Namely, when you're busting the furniture up and whatnot. Be be calm. Be be civilized about it. I know it hurts. I know you might be disappointed, but don't bust a place. Up. You That's ever all. broken up with a girlfriend? Yeah. Did you do the breaking, or did you get broken? I've had both ways. I think. I guess. Yeah. And when you got broken up with, you didn't you didn't feel like vandalizing something? Oh, no, I took a day, and I was all right. You know. What if there was another guy in the picture? You wouldn't want to. Oh, so you wouldn't want to. Uh, no. You know, no. make it make his life a little bit no, more difficult. Not at all. Are you kidding me? I don't believe you. You can't force love. I don't believe you at all. No, no. If somebody if you're a boyfriend girlfriend situation and somebody decides they they prefer someone else and you know, you gotta don't you know this, Jake, that uh, if you love someone you need to set them free. This sounds And if they return to you then you know it's uh, meant to be. This this sounds like somebody who hasn't been broken up with is what it sounds like to me. Did you marry your first girlfriend? Was Lisa your first no, girlfriend? No, I had I had some other girlfriends who I really liked, by the way, who were really terrific people. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Because most people, if if they truly, you know, get their heart broken, are just bounding out of bed the next day, thinking, "Well, we weren't right for each other. All right." <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> what I'm saying that, is... That's not a realistic do it take. Do peaceably. Okay. That's all. All right. That's not realistic. You want to go in and bust up their house? Yeah. No, you don't. Heck yeah. No, you don't. Make you feel better. No. Well, Miss Hooters was quite... No, upset. stop it. All right. That's it. Uh, we want to remind you about the Summer League 3 on 3. Get your crew together and show us what you've got. Visit 1280thezone.com and enter to win a free entry for your team in the 2019 Salt Lake City Summer League 3 on 3 tournament. This year's tournament takes place July 1st, and there's spots for everyone. Kids or adults, male or female, competitive or just for fun, enter today. Bowler expected to join us coming up right around the corner. We'll talk more NBA basketball, talk about the Jazz as well. Stay tuned. 97.5. 5 and 1280 The Zone.